This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with non-toxic medical-grade ingredients. Active Skin Repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, diaper rashes, and other types of skin damage. I discovered Active Skin Repair and their baby spray from my community when our daughter was a newborn and had constant diaper rashes, and it really helped and continues to help. Containing hypochlorous acid, which is an effective option for helping with yeast diaper rashes, we just spray or dab active skin repair onto the skin with a clean cloth or cotton ball let's sit for 15 seconds and then apply our balm or ointment of choice with over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews you now have one simple solution for all of your family's skin health needs visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and to get 20% off your order using code PEDSDOC that's p-e-d-s-d-o-c Welcome to Monday Mornings with Dr. Mona, where each week I answer your questions. Hi, Dr. Mona. I absolutely love your podcast. I am whispering this question as I have two kids, three and one years old, um, asleep. My question is, how do you cope when the phrase goes, um, it takes a village, but you have no village? Um, I was recently listening to your self-compassion is more important than self-care podcast, and I was just wondering when it's just the two parents and there are no grandparents to help whatsoever and haven't been for three years, I even gave birth by myself. Um, How do you find time for yourself if you never leave your children, ever? Um, because of COVID, we've never gotten a sitter or anything like that um, in three years' time. So, if you have any tips, I would love to hear them. I'm sure it's applicable to other caregivers and other situations, um, as well as single parents who maybe don't feel comfortable having childcare outside of the home, or maybe I should work on that. I would love to hear your thoughts. I love your podcast. I love everything you do. You have really help me through this challenging time. Bye. Thank you so much for this question. I love this aspect of the Peds Doc Talk podcast where we can talk about education for pediatrics, but also talk about how we can get through the difficult times as parents. So, you know, raising kids in that proverbial village, this is one of the hardest things when in this pandemic, we just haven't had this. And maybe even some parents before a pandemic didn't have their village. Maybe they were in a location away from family and friends. But we're going to see different spectrums of this, right? We're going to see some people who have their village, have their connections, and then some people who are just feeling very isolated. For you, it has been three years That is a long time. And you even said that you delivered a baby alone. Talk about being a pandemic parent. I mean, that is a reality that I think a lot of people don't realize prior to this pandemic, right? That there are so many mothers that had to deliver their babies on their own based on COVID surges and allowing visitors and a significant other. You also said that you made choices not to have any childcare in the home. And 
I'm not asking you to make different choices that don't sit well with your family, but I also want you to look out for what's happening with caseloads in your con- in your county or in your state. Consider if you would like to have a babysitter come in, someone who is perhaps vaccinated, utilizing if you have any loved ones in that area. I want you to really think about these things because it's important to balance benefit and risk, right? Benefit of socialization, benefit of having help versus the risk of getting COVID, getting really sick. So if you all are vaccinated, if that person's vaccinated, you're going to reduce risk. And also if cases are low, you're going to reduce risk as well. So when people talk about that proverbial village, you know, I think they're talking about that support system that one allows us to breathe as a parent, right? You just feel like you can get that mental load onto somebody else to take care of meals or take care of going to bed, take care of all the things that we take care of as moms. And number two, it helps us with troubleshooting, right? I think having support or that village is amazing. So if you don't know something with your child, you're like, you know, I want to potty train, but I want to talk to someone else who's been through it, or I want to sleep train, or I want to do this. My kids have picky eating. And we've kind of lost that in this pandemic, right? Many people are going to social media or many people are just feeling isolated that they can't talk about these things because they're not seeing friends as much as they used to in person. I personally did not have my village. You know, I have been a mom for two years, a little over two years now at the time of this recording. And before the pandemic, I had a good group of friends, but in the pandemic, they all moved away. And making friends in a pandemic has been really hard, right? Because you can't do your normal activities. Even if my child goes to childcare, it was really hard to have playdates because we're trying to reduce risk, right? That risk reduction standpoint. But it's also about understanding, okay, when is there, again, that balance of benefit of socialization and mental health versus risk of getting COVID and getting super sick? And That is a decision that you'll make, understanding that Omicron was not as severe for children as Delta and prior variants. I had my village via cell phone. You know, I have friends all over the country, but it's hard to stay in touch with these people, right? Everyone has different schedules, time zones. I lack that physical village. So I can tell you from personal experience how difficult it was. I mean, I told my husband that I just felt very lonely. I had this following on social media and I, you guys know that, you know, I have this Instagram account, but I felt very isolated because I didn't have that physical connection that I personally needed. Many women don't need that. Many parents don't, you know, they say that they're fine, but I like that personal socialization. It's what, it's what makes me thrive. It's what gives me energy. And when you don't have it, you can feel very alone. I also think that the people in your village matter too, right? So having bodies that cause you more stress, judgment, et cetera, isn't helpful. So having your mother-in-law come just because you need help, but she's constantly berating you and telling you, don't do this, don't do this. You got to think about, well, is this worth it, right? I got to think about, is the benefit of her helping me worth it when she's constantly making comments? So think about your own personal desires and mental health when you decide on who is going to be that village that comes into your home. But it's also about reframing when we don't have the village, And I think that's an aspect that I think many mothers forget to think about that. Yes, we can think about our situation and how much it sucks. Don't get me wrong. I have been there. But it's also about thinking about this is my reality. How can I now make the most of my reality because I don't have another option? And that is a mindset shift. That is reframing when things may not be going our way. And that's very difficult, but it's doable. So now I have 10 tips to managing motherhood when you don't have your village and you're going to notice that I will always start with focusing on ourselves and our mindset change before we focus on other things because our mindset matters most. So number one, 
manage the expectations of what you think your life would have looked like as a mom. This is really difficult, right? Because I think I also had this issue where I envisioned taking my son to trips and going back to California multiple times and traveling, traveling, traveling. And this pandemic has not allowed for that. So when I started to manage my expectations and understand that, you know what, I had this vision of what life would have looked like and this pandemic happened, it doesn't mean that my reality sucks. It means that it's just different than what I thought it would be. But I think when we start to think that, hey, this is what it should have been and it doesn't match, that is where friction occurs. That is when we start to get unhappy. That is when we start to say, well, my life is this and that. When in reality, if you actually look at what's happening in your day to day, it's not that your life sucks. It's actually that you are having friction because it's not matching your expectations. So manage your expectations of what you think your life would have looked like. It may not be what your expectations were. And I think so much of motherhood is managing expectations in so many things in our own expectations, but also what we expect from our children. If you expect your children to be a good sleeper and a good eater and da, 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 and they don't, that's just them being human, right? You're not doing anything wrong. It's just, you're trying to learn about them. And then you get frustrated. Well, why are they not doing this? Why are they not doing this? But when you start to accept that this is my reality, okay, they may not be doing what I expected, but that's okay. That's when you're just going to start to embrace the moment that you're in now. Number two is be honest with yourself and others. Choose a small group of safe people in your life and share your thoughts with them, right? This may be hopefully your partner. Be honest about how you are feeling. I am feeling burnt out. I am feeling overwhelmed. I am feeling that I could use some help. I am feeling that I'm, you know, I had COVID fear, but now I really want someone to come into my home to help me for one or two hours. That is acceptable, right? You may be surprised by how understanding these people are. You may just be thinking, well, they don't understand, but until you actually communicate your needs and your desires and be honest with yourself, you may not see change. And you may start to see that you relate to people more. Just say you are with a friend on a play date. You decide to do that. And you're talking about all the fluffy things. And then you finally say, you know what? I've actually been really tired and lonely. You're going to probably open up so much connection. Maybe that person has been feeling lonely too, or maybe they're not, and they can offer you that support. So you got to be honest with yourself. This isn't about being that woe is me, like my life sucks and this is wrong and everything sucks. It's saying, you know what? I've accepted this, but it does kind of suck that I don't have my family nearby. And I accept that too in my own life, right? I wish my mom and dad lived closer. I wish we had support, but we don't. I wish I had a nanny to help me in the home, but we don't. And for so long, I just thought I lamented and just expected things to be different. But once I started to accept that, hey, this is our reality. I give the example that I, we used to have a nanny and with the nanny, I used to be able to go work out in the mornings because I would leave in the morning. She would come, she would help with getting ready, um, things ready for Ryan's school. And then I'd come back, we'd finish breakfast and I'd drop him off. And that stopped happening. And I lamented and just was angry for so long that, well, now I can't go to my workout. But the reality is, is that I don't have another option, right? This is my new reality that I don't have help in the morning. So I could either poo-poo it and still do it or just go straight to doing it and say, you know what? I will figure out another way to work out. I'll figure out another way to move my body. It may not be the expectation or what I envisioned, but I'm going to make it happen. So being honest with yourself, managing expectations is number one and number two. Number three, focus on the positives in your reality. Don't deny the negative things that are happening, but choose to look at the positive of a situation. This may be hard, but it helps a lot with reframing. 
As a pediatrician, mom, and podcaster, I want to share with you a podcast I recently discovered. It's called Understood Explains, and this season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Ortube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. The latest season of Understood Explains covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP, and it busts common myths about special education. I listened to an episode called The Difference Between IEPs and 504 plans, and I learned so much that I honestly didn't know before. I now feel I can better explain these to my patients and their families and better support them in their neurodiversity journey. Navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences can be confusing, and this podcast helps to validate these struggles and provide actionable tips that are useful for parents, teachers, and clinicians. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood explains. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors No Prep No Mess meals. Chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from each week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust. I absolutely love the spicy jalapeno, lime cheddar chicken, and mushroom chicken thighs with wild rice. Keep kitchen time to a minimum with factor meals because they're ready in two minutes. No shopping, prepping, cooking, or cleanup. I work from home and love the convenience and how delicious factor meals are. Head to factormeals.com slash pedsdoctalk50 and use code pedsdoctalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code pedsdoctalk50 at factormeals.com slash pedsdoctalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. Maybe you are home with your children, and that is tiring. Don't get me wrong. That is, if you want to look at a negative, it is exhausting having three children alone. Just say you have a partner or not, but just say you have a partner who's out of the house. I mean, I can, I can empathize that you're probably struggling really bad, and it must feel very draining at times. So when you're looking at reframing and looking at the positive, you're saying, okay, I have this reality that this is really hard for me right now, that I have no time and I'm exhausted. But I also have this reality that I'm getting to see my children grow up. I'm getting to spend time with them. I'm getting to see them do quirky, cool things that maybe I would have missed out on if I was outside of the home. In every situation, you are going to be able to find duality, right? The positive and the negative of a situation. But by choosing to focus on the positive, you are making a choice in how you reframe a situation. And that is power. Maybe you can also say to yourself, well, I don't have childcare, but now because I don't have childcare, we're saving money on childcare. So yes, the negative quote unquote would be, I need help. The positive well, I'm saving money. And that's kind of how I reframe when we lost our nanny. I said, you know what? We were paying money to this amazing nanny and now we don't have one. So that means now we're saving money. And that's great. It means that I don't have as much help in the mornings and weekends and evenings that I used to, but that is my reality. But there is a positive to that situation. When you start to look at the positive of a situation, you are changing your mindset. And 
energy flows where attention goes. So you are going to see that when you start to say, you know what, this is my reality. This is a positive of it. You're going to see more positive things happen in your own relationship with yourself, but relationships with others, maybe your children. And that is what these episodes are about. Whenever I talk about my finding joy episodes or answer your questions on how to reframe. Number four in the top 10 is connect with a friend via phone calls, audio messages. Now I know this is really hard. I have friends all over the country, time zone, their mothers themselves. It's impossible. I mean, my bedtime for my son is when they're all still at work. And then when they're done with bedtime, I'm about to go to bed. It's just doesn't match up. One thing I really found helpful is either text messaging or audio messaging. So either using WhatsApp or using your cell phone to send an audio message to your friend so that they can hear your voice. And then they would do the same so that you can hear theirs. I find this more connect, connecting than text messaging. And it also helps because you don't have to rely on them to sit down and call. It helps with differing schedules. It helps if you're on different time zones. So I encourage you to do that. So that way you feel supported and connected. And it can be as easy as like, hey, just checking in or hey, I'm having a really hard day. I'm not sure if you're available to speak about this or just send me a message back. How are you doing? I just would love to hear your voice. And we forget how much we need that physical, but also that voice connection because that can be that balance between not having physical but not just doing text messaging number five is join communities online that serve you emotionally don't just join things online and you get in there and you're like wow i feel like more of a shitty person i want you to join online communities that really make you thrive and feel better about yourself you can join the new mom survival guide get the course and also have access to the community but really make sure you choose online communities that are uplifting and also limit the accounts that are negative i can't stress this enough but again the energy that you bring into your life is important from not only the people in your life, but also the accounts that you follow on social. So if you're following an account that's always lamenting, always about how difficult things are, things are negative, 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 that never offer anything positive, I need you to stop following or mute them and follow accounts that are more balanced, right? People who are saying, I love this, this is great, but also the realities of life. I think that's really important for mothers to see, especially on social media. Number six, with the pandemic improving, it is improving. I, I really want to stress this, but I'm recording this, you know, March, March 1st is actually when I'm recording this, but, um, you know, Omicron is getting better. But when you see caseloads down in your community and you can go on your Department of Health website, try to find a small group of mom friends. I don't believe, you know, just being friends with whoever, again, same thing with who you're surrounding yourself with. You want to make sure that these are people that uplift you. I think sometimes we get into that habit of just making friends just to have them so that it's socialization. But if you're hanging out with these people and you're like, I don't like it. And I also feel like a more crappy person. Maybe it's better not to hang out with these people. Because like I said, the people you surround yourself with matters. So I rather be alone and call my friends that I love and leave an audio message than to just force myself into friendships locally to find a village when they don't even support me or I feel good about that relationship. And that is an important thing to accept, right? That you don't have to be friends with everyone. You don't have to be rude, but you also have to understand that I need to protect myself. And if someone I'm hanging out with is not really my cup of tea or makes me feel like a more shittier mom, maybe I shouldn't be hanging out with them. Number seven is maximize any resources you have so that you can find time to take care of yourself. So I know you don't have a child in childcare, but maybe someone does. So if you have a child in childcare and pickup is at five, maybe you've been rushing to get them at 3.30 or four just because you feel bad that, you know, they're with someone else. But if they're happy and they love it and 
you need time to exercise or do something for yourself, maybe take that extra moment to do something for you so you can pick them up closer to five than at four. Because can I tell you, your children want a mom who takes care of themselves and who is happy. So if that extra hour gave you some joy, you're going to approach your child with more joy, which is going to radiate and emanate through their life. So you said that you have not had your children outside of the home, nor have you had anyone inside of your home with COVID. So in this situation, you can utilize your partner and communicate your needs and say, hey, look, I know you're working and maybe you're not and I'm not working, but I could really use an hour on Saturday or two hours on Saturday. How can we make this happen? How can we make this work with our schedule? If they're not able to, because I also have a husband who works a lot of weekends and evenings, then it's about, hey, maybe I consider hiring someone like a babysitter for an hour or two. You can search online for people who are vaccinated if that makes you feel better. With cases low in a community, you can decide if you don't have them vaccinated and have them masked and as long as they're healthy. But these things can be inside your home with you there if you don't feel comfortable leaving your children. So even just having someone there to take the mental load off of you, right? Maybe this person comes in and helps around mealtimes. Maybe this person comes in and helps to play with them so that you can go upstairs and just not have to think about mothering and think about all the things we do as parents. So this can really help that mental load that we go through. But I really want you to think about either hiring someone for an hour or even just having that break for an hour by utilizing the resources you can or do have. Even 20, 30 minutes is life-changing when you don't have to constantly be making choices for three different humans and yourself. And okay, now I need to do this. Now I need to do this. You don't even have to leave the home. Like I mentioned, you can actually be in the home if you just feel like you want some you know, monitoring if you've never had someone in the home or you've never hired a babysitter, you don't have to leave if that doesn't sit right with you. You can just have them in the home and you're upstairs or they're upstairs and you're downstairs or wherever, you know, your house layout is so that you can just get away for just a moment. These moments of resetting is what helps us so much as moms. Number eight is communicate your needs with your loved one or partner. I am struggling because of X. I could use help in this area. Can we figure out a way to make this work? So whenever I'm feeling overwhelmed and I use the the example of when we lost our nanny, I felt overwhelmed because the mornings and the evenings, especially on work days, were so tough getting Ryan out, out the door and also getting myself ready, getting our dog, you know, fed and walked and all that. Um, and also just taking my mental break for myself to like just, you know, start the day on a positive note. So I talked to my husband about options right now. We don't have any, we don't have help. No one is looking for a nanny job. So it was really about, okay, on the weekends or when my husband's off, can he help? Sometimes he can't because he's worked a night shift and he can't wake up early or sometimes he's working an afternoon. So then I started, like I said, to hire someone to come in for just two hours on a weekend on a Saturday when my husband is gone for the entire weekend. It's only two hours in a two-day period, but it helps. It just it just is something to look forward to that, hey, for these two hours, I can either work on Pete's Doc Talk stuff, I can work out, I can go run an errand. This is someone that we trust, but you have to communicate your needs with your partner or anyone who's a loved one so that you can come up with a plan that works for your resources and your family. Number nine is prioritize movement, journaling, and meditation when you do have a break. And I say when you do have a break. I understand it's very difficult. I know this is hard. I literally have zero energy to do anything after a long work day. And after doing so much meetings and whatever, I'm just tired. And so I just want to plop down on the couch and like scroll social media. But I'm going to give you a little bit of tough love. If you have 30 minutes to scroll social media, you have five minutes to move your body. 
Movement is healing for our minds. So maybe for five minutes before you sit down and plop on the couch, because I know I love to do that too. Maybe for five minutes, you do a quick yoga stretch or jumping jacks or watch a YouTube video. Or if you have Peloton, you do a Peloton ride for five to 10 minutes, something to move your body so that that energy and all the stuff that's happened in that day can move out of your body. It really is therapeutic. And it may not happen every day, but I encourage you to try to move your body. And remember, stretching is a form of moving your body. Just putting down a yoga mat or just on the rug and just really stretching your body can really help in relaxation in the long run. I also talk about meditation and, you know, it's really difficult to meditate. And especially when your mind is so used to moving, because many of our minds do move as moms, it can be really uncomfortable to have to now train it to sit still when you're thinking about, no, 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 I got to move and think about all these things. But it really does help to take five minutes, that's as much as I do every day, I wish I could do more, to just still the mind. And you can even make it active and kind of look and say, okay, I'm going to notice how many times my mind wanders. If you're so uncomfortable with just sitting still, you can do a more active meditation and say, okay, I'm just going to count. Okay, on a Tuesday, my mind wandered 10 times. On Thursday, it only wandered six times. You know, you can make it something like metric so that you can kind of make it more fun out of that meditation experience. But do prioritize moving your body and stilling your mind. And journaling is also very helpful if that's something that you think will work for you. But getting that energy from the day, like you you upset yourself about not having the village or upset about whatever it may be, putting that down onto paper and just letting it release from your body is very therapeutic. Number 10 is remember that our village can be defined uniquely in this modern age. Maybe your village is simply emotional support. Maybe it's physical help. Maybe it's uplifting podcasts. I was feeling very isolated the last few months and, you know, we lost the nanny and she was a source of light for me every morning. And I just felt lonely because again, we don't have a lot of friends here and family. And I started to turn to podcasts and I am a podcaster, right? And I, to be honest, I didn't listen to a lot of motivational podcasts before a month ago. And I started listening to more podcasts, motivational, uplifting people, people who are sharing the ups and downs, but also the ups and how to get back to that positivity. And it has changed my life because I'm surrounding myself with positive energy. This doesn't mean toxic positivity. It means people that are understanding of the ups and downs, but are looking at how can we reframe. And this is what I'm actually trying to do with the Finding Joy series, as well as these episodes when you call in. So it's really important to redefine what that village means for you and understand that it may look different than what other people's village would look like. Thank you for tuning in today. If you find this series helpful or any of my content helpful, please make sure to share it on your social media channel because that is how other people can find this resource. So thank you so much for joining us and I will talk to you next week. Are you tired of searching Google and ending up in a rabbit hole at 2 a.m. thinking that you're ruining your kid? Stop and visit PedsDocTalk.com. My website is your new Google with a search feature to search all content that I have that is free or available by purchase. And let me tell you, there are a lot of free goodies there, like free printable PDFs for how to handle a choking incident to milestones to monitor in your kid. My website provides information regarding the health and development of your child, including parenting and sleep. My goal is that you stop those middle-of-the-night searches that lead you nowhere but into the land of anxiety. My goal is to guide you to be the confident and calm parent I know that you are. Make sure to visit pedsdoctalk.com and use the magnifying glass to search. 
Want even more? Make sure to sign up for our newsletter by visiting pedsdoctalk.com slash newsletter, where you can get the latest and greatest in child health news and parenting tips delivered directly to your inbox. That's pedsdoctalk.com slash newsletter.